Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which is by V.E. Schwab and was published in 2020 by Tor Books, which is the primary imprint of the Tom Daughtery Associates, with the parent company being Macmillan. The book is also being adapted into a film by E1, and V.E. Schwab will be writing the script for the movie. What? What, Sarah? No, go ahead. Just, there's a movie coming out? There's going to be a movie yeah. coming out for this, yes. Christ, okay. We don't have to see the movie. We're not going to make you go see the movie, even if we make you read the book. That's good. That's nope, good. I'm going to only, like, strap you down and make you watch the movie. You can't, well, I guess you could technically stop me from falling asleep. <laughs> I'm going to laugh if, like, because I'm an actor, you actually really, like, gets cast as one of these characters, and then you will have to see it. Oh, my God. That would be the worst. Okay. But let me give the plot first before we get into discussion. So, the plot is, to avoid being trapped in a marriage in the 1700s, Adeline LaRue gives up everything. Her name, her family, and even the ability for anyone to remember her. She struggles to come to terms with her choice. She will not be bested by the god of the night who made a deal with her. Henry, however, desires nothing more than to be wanted and loved by everyone. 300 years and one bookshop will change the rest of both of their lives. So, we'll start with you, Sarah, although I think we all know the outcome of this. What did you think of the book? Oh, man, I loved it so much. I can't wait for the movie to come out. Like, oh, man. I'm giddy with excitement. For anyone who has inability to understand sarcasm, that was sarcasm. <laughs> I, uh, when it comes to this book, I honestly... Mm-hmm. Did you hate it? I mean, Indifferent? I didn't hate it because, like, the, there's The Ravenous Dark, which is, like, that's a book where I actually, like, actively hated <laughs> that I was reading it, that the author wrote it, everything. <laughs> this book, it was, like... I, I feel like it was well-written, but it was not my book, not my kind of book. Because um, you like this author. I liked Vicious and whatever the sequel to that one was. Okay. But there was action. Things happened in a linear fashion. And it wasn't just going, like, present day, past whatever, and, like, back and forth with nothing actually happening. <laughs> um, so I guess I just feel really indifferent and kind of bored and not particularly and mildly angry? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're coming off as angry. I mean, mostly because I have to talk about it. Like, if I didn't have to, if I just read it on my own. Just you just would have set it aside and never thought about it yeah, again? Yeah, I would have forgot about it immediately. Like... <laughs> Again, erased from your mind as if you were Addie Lee LaRue and somebody had said your name. I have not been able to read anything since then because it would just immediately overwrite everything I've read about this book and I would not be able to even talk about this book. I'd be like, who is Addie? (laughs) There was a Henry in the book? That's where we'd be at. So it was very Uh, forgettable. Okay. (laughs) A book about forgetting was forgettable for Sarah. I was one of those side characters. She was out the door. Not even a love interest one. Just like, like, just yeah. You were the coffee shop person who didn't, yeah. 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 Or the person that she constantly stole clothes from. That was that was a little bit odd. Okay, so what did you think, Kim? Okay, so I can understand what Sarah's saying. Okay, I can. There is no action. They, they, the writer talks about her action. Because I, no, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about how I read this book. Um, <laughs> I just read a portion of it where she decides to go back for World War II because she needs to protect her home, France. And so she's doing things 
And I was wondering from page like five, why was she not do? You know, she has special yeah. abilities. Do something with them other than steal a few coins or steal some clothes, and th- and that's like what she did through the entire book. Acknowledging that I skipped a big chunk of the middle um, because I didn't have time or make time to read it. Um, but yeah, I mean, she does all of this stuff supposedly in France, ends up in jail with the the Germans either going to rape her or kill her or just leave her in there forever. I'm not quite sure which well, yeah, is actually going to pan out. Turn around, they, they forget that. Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't care because she was still there. And, yeah. But yeah, so there's there's not a lot of action. Okay. There's a lot of t- telling what, us what the action was and not my favorite kind of reading. So overall, how do I like the book? I actually gave it four stars for the portions of it that I read. Um, it is very well written. The writer is a, a, a very good writer and so I have to give kudos to good writing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I love this book. It, 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 yeah. I'm not going to say my star read yet because we don't do that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but um, I love this book. This was, again, a lot of our books, I end up reading them multiple times because I select what we're reading, you know, curate what we're reading. Um, so this was my second time reading it. And the first time I had such an emotional reaction to the end and going back I actually loved it even more because when I first read it, that first section where it's very focused on her survival, I was like, I don't, what's my plot here? Where am I going with this? Going back and reading it, I realized that a lot of those plot elements that I was looking for were there, but because I didn't have the context for them, I couldn't figure out where I was going. Um, And part of that is, again, I have the problem of social media indicates books and people don't describe books well and so in social media everyone was like luke 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 oh my god addy and luke and i spent the first like half of this book going who the fuck is luke and when is he coming in and then got dropped henry in my lap and i'm like i'm so lost um but i then fell in love with the book and the second time i knew this plot to get back to that context and enjoy it so so I would say that's a fault to the book that you would have to read it twice to even really, because yeah, the beginning was just like, oh, this is misery. This is absolute misery. Um, why would why would she not just give up and say, fine, take my bloody soul, I'm done? But she doesn't because, well, the big reason is she's stubborn. Yeah, there's no reason she's stubborn. <laughs> um, well, and I will say, I think. This is one of those books that's designed that every time you read it, you find something new. And I was set up to be looking for something. Right. And so I wasn't realizing what I was finding the first time around and rereading it. I caught more of that because I knew what I was looking for. Um, And I I think that's very much this type of book. It's designed to, you can read it over and over again. And every time you will find a new line that you like, a new statement being made, it will affect that part of your life differently than maybe it did previously. So... See, I found in the beginning that I was really irritated because I knew that I, I figured out pretty early on. Remember, I skipped the whole middle of the book. Um, <laughs> that her, and, and it's debatable on how to phrase this, but her true love is Luke. Um, she <laughs> created him. Yeah. He is everything that she wanted, <laughs> desired. You know, and it's not just the physicality. She yeah. created him. He, yeah. the, he being the bad guy, 
um, took everything that she said she wanted and created himself. Yeah. For her image. Um, and then Henry is everything that she should have wanted. Yeah. Um, but didn't. We forgot to turn off the water and now the cat's licking it. Um, <laughs> but so I was not surprised by any of that. I, mm-hmm. I knew that those two were going to play out the way they were going to play out. I didn't need the endless other one night stands that could only be one night stands. They were constant. They were repetitive. It was... And in her constant voice in her head, I'm sounding like I don't like this book. And I actually you, quite you, like yeah, it. Yeah, you sound so, um, you sound like Sarah. Her, her constant repetitiveness of, oh, this is such misery. I, it, it's never going to be anything. And I'm just going to, I'm going to turn over. And how she doesn't get the living crap beat out of her every time she wakes up in somebody's bed. And they're not freaking out that they don't remember her is just beyond me. I think that's a commentary on people and how yeah. we don't, like... Well, there was always the... I mean, she, I guess, always actively picked somebody who was drunk. Well, um, they weren't drunk, but that someone who would believe that they were possibly drunk and not remembering. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I guess, kind of focusing in, what did you feel about Addie, Sarah? Um, I mean... I felt like I related. I mean, like, that her desires were relatable. Okay. Not wanting to get married and just churn out children and, you know. Be family. Fall apart. And, yeah. You didn't want to be Isabella? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, I got that part of it. And she felt like a realistic character. Uh, Did I like her? I thought in the beginning, like, I was like, okay, this is a, you know, protagonist I can get behind. It's just that it's a long story, and it's very repetitive, and at a certain point, it's like, I'm done with this person. I just can't. It, it, was, it was very repetitive to me. So, I mean, Addie was fine. But you got tired of her? I got tired of her. I got tired of Henry. Well, let's stick to Addie, because we'll discuss Addie, then we'll come to Henry next. Um, My thoughts on them are the same. (laughs) (laughs) So, I liked Addie, and oddly enough, I actually liked all of the different relationships, because I felt like she interacted with each person slightly different. Um, And I found it interesting. Oh my god, cats. In terms of Addie, I I liked all of the side relationships, and the idea that she could somehow influence these people without them remembering her. And where I came from in terms with like Addie and finding her relatable is obviously I grew up as a military child and we moved every two to four years, four years being generous because that only happened once. Um, and so there were tons of people that I met and interacted with throughout my life that I probably couldn't recall their name if I wanted to right now. I'm terrible with names but they still left like small impressions and changes in my life that I probably wouldn't even be able to narrow down as being them but they did it so I could like commiserate with Addie and and kind of and I'm sure I left impressions on other people um so I could definitely commiserate with that whole kind of you collide with people you have an interaction you leave an impression and then you disappear you're not remembered, you get forgotten, you maybe didn't have as much value to them as they had for you, or vice versa. Uh, 
And so I'm not sure where I'm going with this because I'm rambling at this point. So, yeah, I liked Addie. I, I could relate to Addie a lot. Um, and we'll go to Sarah with Henry because you, you just. Talk, oh, no, sorry. You were discussing. Oh, yeah, Addie, go ahead. I, I felt <laughs> oh, like you. I thought you had already yeah, talked about yeah, Addie. Yeah, I didn't know you had more to say about Addie. Sorry. <laughs> so, actually, I also found Addie relatable differently. Um, I could relate with her strong desire to be outside of just the life she was born into and wanting to see the world. Um, and that's one of my frustrations also with her is because put more effort into it rather than allowing it to just occur. I, again, I think it was kind of expressed that she put effort into it, but again, we weren't shown that we were told that like when she talked about the elephants yeah. and then there's this one little line in there about how the elephants were in a palace yeah. A locked palace, I think, very specifically yeah. said. And I'm just like, okay, tell me how she got into the locked palace. <laughs> I want to know that process. I don't want to just know her thoughts on it as she moans and groans at Luke about how, um, you know, she got to see elephants and he's just a horrible thing for giving her all of these experiences because in her little life she would never have she wouldn't she would have heard about things but never known them yeah um and that was a life i didn't want in my little well i didn't live in a little town i lived outside of the city but um as a teenager strong desires to see the world and and experience things and because of the military lifestyle we got to do it so yeah but yeah. I, say, I didn't experience that, but that's because I got to. Well, that's see. because we forced it on you. <laughs> I went and had those experiences. I didn't like spend my t- teen years wishing to be somewhere else. I was so a very somewhere relatable else. character. Yeah. Okay, and Sarah, you can stop petting Dorian and focus. <laughs> what your thoughts on Henry? Because you clearly had you were ready to like tear into Henry. There, it seemed like. I mean. I, uh, like, I felt parts of him were relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's indecisiveness. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> me. But again, that probably is why I don't like him, because it's like, oh, Jesus, just live, do something. Um, so Henry was like, he was there. I didn't really care for him that much. I didn't hate him. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, just... I did not form an emotional connection with this book at all, as you can probably can guess. Tell. Um... <laughs> Him and Addie seemed kind of weird because it was just like he was the only one who could remember her. She, I found I it know. surprising neither well that she didn't realize that there was more to it. It did take yeah. her a while. Yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, she kind of, she kind of said it in the very beginning. This can't be real. This can't be real. This doesn't yeah. happen. Why is this happening? Then that got really repetitive. Um, and then she just went forward with it, and then I skipped half the book, and I, you know, I don't know what. <laughs> so to clarify, she spends time worried that that it's not like she one day it's just going to stop, and then she realizes he she tells him that she's made a deal um, because it finally comes out because she's so busy hiding her re- deal. And then it comes out and he says, well, I made a deal too. So as soon as she has to confess her deal, he says, I made a deal. And she goes, Oh, Luke fucked up. He, 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 he didn't realize we'd find each other. He didn't 
he didn't know we'd have this. And so then they fall into this like zone of being comfortable with each other because while she doesn't know the details of his deal, she knows he made a deal. Okay, so knowing that now, I'm irritated. Why would she not insist on knowing his deal? So she other he, than a plot device, so what that it we is can get does, to the end of the he book. does explain it though. So Just, what he does is he explains that well. yeah he explains that people like obsessively focus in on him, and she goes well how for how long? And he Henry tricks her and he says for a lifetime, and she didn't process that. Meant his lifetime was, was very, very limited. Limited. Because he was he said, okay. and she thought he was being honest because he said a lifetime. And, and she's like, oh, Luke gave you a good deal. Maybe he's learning from me. Maybe Luke is appreciating people. Um, and she didn't think to ask, how long is a lifetime? I don't know why she didn't ask how long is a lifetime because that's what my gut reaction would be if I knew how Luke messed with people. Not going, how long is a lifetime? Well, and he's, Luke told her from the get-go, his commodity is souls. Yeah. And she should have really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and again, this gets into, uh, you, you told me repeatedly this isn't young adult, but this gets into young adult. And why? Why did Luke become obsessed with her? Why was she so special? What was about her that made him Folks, oh, we we're supposed to talk about talking about Henry. I apologize. I changed the <laughs> subject again because I asked a question. Um, so yeah, that's I don't know. Okay, I well, got lost in the middle of all of that. It's kind of weird that Henry, who has a year left to live, just goes back to working in a bookshop and not moving on with his life or trying to do anything with the time he has left. So I think that's a reflection on who Henry was, and this is where I could relate to this character. Is he clearly had mental disorders going on and a lot of it I don't know if it was supposed to be depression I don't know if it was supposed to be bipolar I don't know if it was supposed to be anxiety or what have you um but when listening to the descriptions about how he felt inside like he had holes and things were just kind of leaking out and that he just wasn't leaving an impression and that he was just kind of thriving surviving on a base level so he didn't upset the people around him well, um, yeah he describes the, the, his uncle getting cancer and telling everybody and then then nobody did anything but mourn his yeah upcoming death rather yeah. than waiting living life and and then mourning afterwards yeah um, and so. so but in terms of him not then going and being like i have a year left to live i need to do all the exciting things i think that was he didn't ask Luke to fix his his struggle internally. He asked Luke to change how people reacted to him. So I think in the end, what was a struggle for him internally, and I could relate to it, was what I'm going to say is depression. I don't know if it was depression, but for me, I have depression. And I could look at Henry and see that depression. And you can be given the chance of a lifetime, but that doesn't suddenly change how you emotionally feel about yourself and your situation. So I think the idea is that while Henry asked to be admired by all, he hadn't actually repaired what his internal struggle was. So he still, in the end of the day, went back to what he was doing because he didn't know how to see beyond that. So he didn't say, I have a year, I have to do everything in this year, I, you know, fuck it all. He did, you know, kind of come out of it. You know, he was having, uh, he had a three-way, he was exploring you know, relationships and just kind of trying to move on. But at the end of the day, what he was still having a problem with didn't go away. So he didn't 
expand beyond his job because he couldn't picture anything beyond that until he met Addie. And then suddenly, you know, he was seeing someone who would take those struggles and just find the next new thing, always looking to find a positive. And before that, he hadn't known how to find those positives, how to search out those little gems. Um, And she helped him. And then he finally actually wanted more time in the year. The year seemed like too much to him at first. So, yeah. Damn, a lot happened in the middle that I missed. Three-way and everything. I missed a it lot. Was, it, was pa- it was in passing. It was just said that it like happened. Else, it, it was in passing. Yeah. We didn't actually get the actual action. We only got mentioned that. About it. Okay. And I love how I just said all of that in your takeaway, and that was, there was a threesome? <laughs> No, no, my takeaway, that's I focused on. My takeaway was they, they covered Henry. They, uh, no, it's the fine. author. No, it irritates me when I say that because I'm like not except you're, on the author. But you, except for the fact that you're not saying, you don't, you're not I'm saying not the saying author, but you're being generalized. I'm not saying gender neutral. neutral. I'm saying they as in I'm not acknowledging that I'm speaking about, about the, the author. author. Yeah. Yes. Um, now I can't remember what I was going to say. This oh, is going to be a long recording. <laughs> I cannot remember anything I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say. I don't know. Henry, I, um, I liked him. He was kind of passive. Again, I I think that goes back to everything I I was just saying. But I also say, my God, the worst deal on the planet. Yeah. It's like, oh, did they ever say what happened to his fiance? Because there's blood on the, uh, the handkerchief or what the, the ring was wrapped in. I've read very specific parts of this book. Oh, I can't remember why. It was his blood. It wasn't his fiance's yeah, blood. He She's alive. Squeezing it. He was upset and he was like squeezing it really hard. Hard and it caused a scar on his hand and he was bleeding and then his nails always dug into that scar. No, what happened is eventually they meet, they, they run into each other and, and because he's got the deal now, she's like, oh, we should like have a conversation and she's like i can't believe i you know i just i just wasn't ready for marriage it wasn't oh, so she you didn't die or anything no 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 she, she just turned him down off. yeah she just oh, turned, she him, turned down. him down that's right I do and then that. and then they met up again and she's like i, I you know i want to be with, i still wanted to be with you i just didn't want to be married to you and you know he's, her eyes were all foggy and stuff and she's like we should try again and he at least was smart enough at that point to be like no, no, that's not what I... Smart enough or Addie was... In, in no, life. Addie wasn't oh, in, okay. wasn't okay. in his life. Okay. It, it's a, a past conversation, past reflection on his part um, that he, he was at least wise enough to say no. Or he was, you know, I'm going to die and I don't want to drag this woman into... No, it was no, it was very much in the description. He realized that Okay. It was always, yeah, she was never going to be happy with them. He had a relationship with, like, the bar- barista. Yeah. And so he kind of realized that the in- the interest they had in him was totally fake. and mm. Yeah. Oh, so, oh that's right, because she's, yeah, you focus yeah. in on the, the thing you desire yeah. when you see him. And so she was focusing in on the thing that she desired. Yeah, not. yeah so it wasn't not him. Not him. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. The only one that was ever really weird that I I wasn't sure what was trying to be said with it was Robbie. Oh, the actor friend? Yeah, the actor friend. That was always weird. I couldn't figure out if it was that Robbie did still love him but was misunderstanding the love or if it was supposed to be a commentary on the fact that they just, like, it was genuine love. They just timed it wrong. I, I don't know what that was supposed to be telling us, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, well, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't really get much out of that. I just figured it was one of those things where it's a relationship he tried, it failed, but now because he has the thing mm-hmm. going on, 
now, you know, the old flame takes interest in him again. Um, yeah. So I didn't really read anything deeper into it than just an example of how the power was working. See, I, I, I looked into it more deeper because, or looked at it more deeply because a lot of the time she spent a lot of time, the author spent a lot of time focusing in on describing the eyes when Henry was having interactions with them. But Robbie, it was never like that his eyes got super foggy. It wasn't like to the Vanessa level where like he could, couldn't even see the color in her eyes when it got to a certain point. She almost avoided, the author almost avoided like really describing what Robbie's eyes were. And it was clear that the, the power was having an effect on him, but I don't know how much it like was actually fogging his vision because B's vision didn't fog up as everybody else's because she did actually have a genuine concern for him as a friend and she never like it never went into a sexual nature or anything like that um but it was it was hazy it never like she saw enough of him that it did the power didn't have to work as strongly on him and i i don't know if it was the same with robbie or if we were avoiding that because that would have been too obvious as to then what robbie's actual intentions were and stuff i don't, I don't know yeah I, the last i saw of robbie they were at the dinner party that's a that's yeah. a very interaction is was Robbie getting mad at Addie being there? Yeah. Except yeah. for one time, she managed to have one like mildly decent conversation with him, okay. but otherwise, he was just angry the entire every time they Addie became present um, because he wanted. And there's another conversation where Robbie tries to start things again, and Henry considers it, and then realizes that he's to that point where he pushed his genuine love into just friendship and that he couldn't return to loving Robbie to that level because he had already altered his perception, his perception yeah. of it. So, and that Robbie would just have to learn to alter his own perception of it. So, yeah. What did you guys think of B then? I liked B. <laughs> I, I, I thought B was genuine and I think in every interactions she had and i think that showed in that she said the exact same thing to addy every time she saw her um noticed addy's beauty the minute she saw her mm -hmm. um and and even in the beginning she kind of remembered addy it, it, i don't remember exactly how it came across but it was it was deja vu deja mm -hmm. vu deja mm -hmm. Sue Deja. Oh, I think I had that noted somewhere. Yeah. But I can't remember yet. Um, but yeah, she talked about, B talked about deja vu. And have you ever met somebody that you thought you knew before? And Addie was like, yeah. But it was B who said that. So yeah. B kind of recognized Addie, even it if did, she didn't. Because I know you missed a huge chunk. Did, did you find out what B's thesis was? Mm -mm. It was Addie. She had already been finding Addie in the artwork before she met Addie. Oh, really? Yeah. Her her thesis was this this woman who kept showing up in artwork and kept being references, the seven stars. Uh -huh. But she couldn't figure out her 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 professor's like, no, there's no way that all of these people are the same person are, because we're, we're relating to the same theme and you're being yeah. crazy and stuff. And then Ah, turns no, out I, that, I that yeah. See, so now I like B even more. Cause, yeah, because she she she, she had seen she was seeing Addie and the the idea of Addie before meeting Addie, and while she couldn't remember Addie, she kept noticing the same thing because it kept reminding her of the of the idea that she was studying. 
Um, so that's why uh-huh. that such emphasis was made on that first part in those each of those beginning sections where it talks about an art piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's no, supposed I to be that. B's. Oh, that's B's collection. Doctoral, doctoral her thesis. her oh, okay. poll of each of those documents. Ah, cool. So, did you like B, or were you indifferent to that as well? <laughs> B was fine. Seemed like a good friend. Did you like the whole her thesis was on Adia's artwork? Did you yeah, didn't I care? Was like, okay. Yeah, it's not like I was like, oh, dang, that's such a cool connection. No, that never happened. Oh, that. I loved it. It should have happened. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're allowed. Your reaction. Far short. <laughs> I, I'm so sad, because I really thought you were going to like this one. I really thought. And plus, it's like, I don't know if you said it or if I just saw it referenced online, how this thing compared to Life After Life, which, of course, I really love that book. And so, in comparison, it's like, this is just like a pale imitation. Oh, see, I like this book. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is weird, but whatever. It even references Life After Life. I know. It. I was like, oh, man, I wish I was reading that right now. Um, <laughs> no, I told you that. I told you that people were comparing it to Life After Life, and that's yeah. why I was hesitant to read it. And then I read it, and I loved it, and I thought, oh, yeah, I, I can see the Life After Life references. Yeah, um, this was just like a shallow, like, I don't want to say imitation, because it's not really an imitation, but just like a similar, but definitely not It's too there. optimistic compared to Life After Life. I don't know about that. Life After Life has no optimism in it. It has plenty of Okay, let's not, let's not <laughs> drop into the rabbit hole that is life after life. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just didn't, it pales compared to that for you. Yeah. It just, <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I'd never read that book, and just, I don't know, though. This is. So I thought I was hitting this one out of the park when I was picking because I was like, I know you like V.E. Schwab. I know you like she's an author that you were like, oh, I'd be willing to read her. And, you know, I was like, oh, people keep comparing it to Life After Life. I can see the similarities. Sarah's totally going to do this. And you're like, no, I no, no emotional connection. I have nothing. I have nothing to give you now. I didn't hate it. <laughs> no, no, you just have nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I read that book and I will forget it. Oh, man. Okay, so then I'll I'll ask, but I feel like, you know, Sam, Remy, did any of those characters interest you even You were looking at me like I've just said crazy names. Okay, so Sam was the artist. Sam, yeah. Remy was, oh, Remy was was the the French man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost, I was like, whoa, I don't know those names at all. (laughs) I know you were looking at me. I found Remy completely unrealistic. Oh, I adored Remy. I liked him. I just... I thought he was a great reflection of the time that he was in. I thought he was in uh, completely outside of the time that he was in. Oh, no. I totally... Particularly when they go... Okay, well, oh, you, you, you missed this portion. She brings Remy up again, and she comes across him, and he's hanging out with Voltaire and the others. He becomes part of that group. Yeah. Um, so knowing Voltaire and, and just that, that age of literature and art. But he, none of these men were women enlightened. Well, no. And, uh, and, and, and Remy was coming across as very woman enlightened. He know, he saw her and immediately recognized that she was female and then he helped her curious. sneak around. I think he was yeah, curious again, more than it, anything. It, and it, I think the fact that he then like just like gave her money and tossed her out is <laughs> a, a true sign that he wasn't sign that he wasn't woman enlightened. He was just trying to explore what life actually meant, but he was still restricted by his time frame. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 he, I liked the, the, again, it's going to get into the writing for me always. The writing's very good. The characters yeah. are, 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 especially for being just these 
like Passing. rock skip. I've been reading this too much. I yeah. want to make an analogy or metaphor <laughs> out of everything. Um, for being just mentioned, they're very well-developed characters. You, yeah. you, you get a sense of who they are. He, in particular, just, just okay, you're putting way too enlightened of a view from this person's perspective. Oh, see, no, I saw it as, as him showing how life was just, like, in historically speaking, there was a change being made there, whether for good or for bad. I not thought he was a women. I not thought for women. I thought he was very much a reflection of the the time frame, and and at that time frame, women were being allowed into those conversations, even if they weren't conducting those conversations, um, the parlors and all that kind of stuff. And and even particularly in France, women were in the parlor with the conversation, even if they weren't being listened to. And I think that's what that was a reflection of. Is he was letting. Addie in on the experience, even if he wasn't actually listening to Addie. Okay, well, so uh, that's that's perception of, of what we read. So. Yeah, um, I did find it interesting that you could tell which individuals she, because she she was told she'd have seven loves, um, and you could t- I felt oh, like really? he, yes was she? I I feel like there was something about that. Now that you think, I, I you yeah, that must have come in the middle of the book. No, it's towards the beginning. <laughs> the beginning, which was just like, whoa. <laughs> Anyways, what I found interesting, it was very easy to tell who was supposed to be someone she really loved because she tried really hard to get them to have a name that was as close to her own that they could say, yeah. even if they couldn't. So Madeline and um, I can't remember what other ones. Okay, so, so who, yeah. who are her seven loves? Oh, I don't know if all of them are mentioned in this, but... Remy, Sam. You're telling me that... Okay. Well, I'm I'm trying. So Remy, Sam, Henry, Luke. The dock worker. (laughs) (laughs) Not the dock worker. She talks about the dock worker a lot. Um, I'm trying to think here. Possibly Toby. I was never sure with Toby, but I think... I never The musician. I never Uh, encountered Toby. What? He's from the, in the like, beginning. From the very beginning. He was the musician that, Wait, like, you're, the like, song. You're, like, introduced to the concept of her waking up next to someone and them forgetting. That, that, yeah, he's like, the first chapter. one. Oh, yeah. He the comes back again. Thing. He comes back again. Okay. You missed that part. Because yeah. they go and see him do a performance and he sings her song Does and she has to. Count? I think that, well, that's what I was going to say is I think there were certain loves that weren't, like, physical loves. So I think Estelle was possibly one and possibly St. James. Oh, the old lady? I liked Estelle. No, I know. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I yeah. think Estelle I think the old lady. Yes, okay. yeah. I think Estelle was was one of her loves. That's why I said I'm not sure if Toby really was, but I I felt like Estelle was one of the seven, and I could see Saint James being one of the seven too. That's another name I don't recognize. He was the actor. When you asked me about the first actor, oh, I remember the actor. And I said which actor, and you said there are multiple actors, <laughs> and I said yeah, you haven't met the other one yet, then because Robbie was the other actor. Oh, Robbie was the other actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. I'm going to pause this real quick. Okay. So I'm curious, and I, I know, Sarah, you're going to say total indifference, so you don't have to answer this one <laughs> unless you have something to say. But what did you think about the fact that Henry essentially wrote her story? I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. However, they screwed the cover of the actual book. Because her name, the writer's name, shouldn't be on. Well, it should also be in cursive. It should be in cursive. However, I do like this font. I was, I was 
yeah. while, while Amber was doing this. This is the, the black cover for people who are wondering because there are multiple covers. Of course there are. Are any of them without her name on them? Yeah, all of them. All of them say V.E. Schwab on them because it's the author's name. Right, but it's... Yes, but... Patty's story, and they made a... They, the writer, I made think, a I huge think, thing about the fact I that Henry author, didn't put his name on the... So I think the author at one point did consider not having her name on there, and then took to publisher talked her into having her name, because she did say... She could put it on the inside jacket. When she yeah, was... Well. Oh, no, the... So, okay, well, okay, people can't see the book, but what's really cool is this is one of those books where the hardcover has the birds, the birds in flight. Oh, very cool. That, but it so still has her name on it. Somewhere? It was one of the art pieces. It was the first art piece that's referenced oh, in the book. Oh, the five birds? The five birds, yeah. Well, we ever so, find out how the five, who, who found the missing bird? Probably oh, the artist. The, I can't remember, artist. but yeah. Is it, but it is ever addressed that he then makes the... the... I can't remember. Okay. Um... It's just one of those things that was brought up, and I'm curious I think it about, actually but I didn't read it, the middle of the book. It says, it says it under the art piece that he, like, found a bird or something. Yeah, me. but I mean, it does talk about her, the breaking... The, the broken yeah, wing, and yeah, 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 but yeah. he so does it repair. So you just don't get a scene where he picks up the bird, and then... Well, I'm curious how it got out of all the bodies and into the artist's hands, because oh, she, right. she was in the, in the, in the dead body pile, and yeah. I'm not sure why that's she was in the, the dead... Forgotten because night. she died in an alleyway. <laughs> Uh, let's see she here. Died? Yeah, she, like, froze to death or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then she ended up in the bodies. And then, I mean, she woke up, but, you know, at that point. So it says background. A diligent autobiographer, Moret, kept journals that provided insight into the artist's mind and process. Regarding the inspiration for Revenir, uh, Moret attributed the idea to a figurine found on the streets of Paris in the winter of 1715. The wooden bird found with a broken wing is reputedly recreated as the fifth in the sequence, albeit intact, about to take flight. So he just found it on the street. It wasn't even that he found it with the bodies. Um, like fell out of the body okay, so I have a problem with this, and this mm-hmm. gets into details again, and we know how I feel about details. She came from the middle of the body cart. She had to pry herself loose from all these bodies that were laying on top of her, and she was feeling them impact her. This implies that the bird is in the middle of the body part. The, the body no, pile. because it, she it, froze. It could have fallen out while she was frozen before she was put into the body have. part. However, or it could have she, fallen out while she was squeezing herself out. From right, body. and she's in, in. Yeah. So to me, this all implies it was in the middle of the body. They walk up to the pit where they're putting all the bodies, and they dump I, it in I, there. I think the fact that he found it on a street in mm, Paris tells no. us that it fell out before Again, she details, ended up in the body part. And I part. was right about the last detail. Which detail? Remember. Oh, <laughs> freaking A. Okay. We're going to discuss that another time. Yep. Um, or we'll have discussed that another time because... In the future. But I was right. No, that's actually in the past because oh. we are recording this out of order. Oh, is it kind of... Ha- so we're going <laughs> to... We recorded it out of order. <laughs> so it's going to be discussed... In the past. In the past. But it's our the future. future. But it was in the past. Yeah. <gasps> That's we cool. are actually ruining the episodes. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, so that's what we get. But I mean, okay. keeping in mind these descriptors, the backgrounds and stuff, these were written by B. These were I written know, by Addy. I, I understand that. So we don't, we have. I asked, my yeah. original question was, do we ever find out that's how? That's what happened. Yeah, that's how. Not on how, a, that's what. Again, <laughs> how, we're not sure. How is he found it on the street? The actual process of things. We're told about I things. And that's yes. the big thing in this entire book. We're told we're not except, shown. Except for the fact that that's because it's supposed to reflect the fact that Henry wrote the book. I know. And Henry was told everything 
everything. He didn't witness everything. I, I understand So the book that. reflects the fact that, that we are being told everything instead of shown everything because we are Henry. But I mean, there are scenes where it's like showing it as if, you know, it's currently happening. No, it just depends on how well someone just tells like a story. Just talks about how she's crawling out of the cart. I don't, I just... I don't know that we need to know every single minute detail. Like, right. she was crawling out of the cart and she felt the bird fall out of her pocket. Well, no, but I, I, I wouldn't. I would argue that we don't need to know that the bird fell out of the pocket. However, if it fell out of the pocket while she was in the bodies, the bodies were then just dumped into a pit and burned. I think it just told us that it did not fall out in the bodies. It didn't, though. <laughs> but they found it on the street. <sighs> so it wasn't in the body I card. don't support that it could have fallen out while she was crawling out of the card. Not when she was still crushing yes, the body. Yes, well, that, that's any true. Any number of things could have happened, but we're not told what's happened. <laughs> I just think we're getting a little picky <laughs> on that particular okay. detail. I don't dispute that. And I did say I get picky about things. <laughs> that is, that is one of the things I got picky about. Because when she started talking uh, about coming out of the body and then she was obsessing about the bird and then I'm like the where did the <laughs> out of the bodies and you know where did the bird go how did, did they she get the alien bird? out of the body just yeah anyway <laughs> you guys are being mean now so I'm just gonna go over here and focus on the next book and start reading no now. you're gonna talk okay don't be mean then <laughs> I am being sassy that's not sassy that's mean I was trying to redirect the conversation by joking it was an alien <laughs> but yeah um but did so obviously like I feel like the biggest effect of this book, which was that it's supposed to reflect that Henry's telling us the story, is the thing that bothers you guys the most is that it's a lot of telling as opposed to yes. showing. So yeah. you that he you didn't done a better job on that. So he you, should have, yeah, he should have since he wrote the book. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't think that was successfully executed, that that's no. the, the fatal flaw in all of this. And, no, it's and, it's a it's a cool ending. I'm, I I feel like it's like, ooh, look, he was writing the book the yeah. whole time. Yeah. And like, uh, okay, I guess. And it was meant to be, and I'm going to use the phrase gotcha, but it's not a gotcha, yeah. mm-hmm. but it, it was meant Kinda to be like a, the thesis, a revelation. Um, yeah. Thesis thing, revelation. Yeah. And yeah. Like, okay, that's whatever these. Let's just. Uh... They were cool, but no, I didn't oh, think I they... loved them. It all made me cry the first time. <laughs> yeah, I was sweet. like having such an emotional reaction to it. And I was like, oh my God, it's Henry. It's Henry's book, even if it's not Henry's book. But it's Addie's okay, book. But, okay, so from my perspective, you told me this. I didn't read it. <laughs> True. 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 So, um, Listen, you need to better manage your time. <laughs> I do. So that you I arrive do. ready, but prepared, and accurate. 440. An I know, I did. And then I had appointments already scheduled today. You know, I probably would have finished it today, no problem. I listened to it till 2 o'clock in the morning last night. And that got me to almost 50% of the book. And I probably could have finished it. But I had appointments today that were scheduled weeks ago. So You know, we do have, for one of these sessions, we have to do one of the, like a 600-page book in like one week. <laughs> you guys do realize I work a nine-hour day, right? It's also to Sarah. Uh, eight hours. Eight-hour days. Yeah. but And then I get... Off work, and then I make dinner for a family of six, and then I clean up. Anyways, that's it's you'll be fine because there'll be the From and Blood Nash series, which is in the past that we've already done (laughs) that we haven't done yet. Spoiler alert, alert, but not spoiler alert. All this time stuff is confusing. I'm confused. (laughs) Brain hurts. Um, 
Okay, let me think. So, here. no, I, I, I felt the book was a lot of tell, not show. Yeah, I feel like that's the point. Right. <laughs> Which is why somebody but you didn't who like prefers it. show, not tell, yeah. um, it would be a less than successful book. Okay. I might have to change my rating on Goodreads. <laughs> now that I've discussed it and, and analyzed it, I don't like it. So, you know, <laughs> pretty much doomed from the start when it was like, Paris, nine, or 17, 14, or whatever. But like, the entire oh, thing is like a flashback. It is because it's written from <laughs> Henry's perspective after he wrote the journals it's of like after you're what It's like always treading water, though. It's like you read it, like, and it would always feel like it's on the verge of getting exciting, but it just always, like, then it goes back to the past, and it's like, okay, let's get through this part. Then we pick back up, and it's like, okay, okay, we're getting uh, back to you. It's like, okay. And then finally, when you're, like, halfway through, and you think, like, okay, we're not fully caught up, but we're close She'll probably just, like, throw in the rest of the details as we go along. And then Henry shows up, and he does the same pattern, where it's like, here's Henry, here's Henry a year ago, here's Henry in present. Okay, so I missed all of that. I was that wondering. Was the it was a oh, doldrums. It was like, Jesus Christ. This- <laughs> so I wonder if anyone has ever tried to, like, write out the page numbers to be able to read it in a linear order, and if that changes just how. Just no, no, no. I'm saying, but instead of... Write the entire... Read, read the, the entire thing, thing. Jumping around like a... Putting it in order. Mini game adventure to then put it in order. I actually wondered while I was reading it if I would like it better. If it was in... If it was linear. Um, but again, there were there were things that happened in the past that I wanted to know why and how. Yeah. Rather than just what. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, why didn't she try harder for World War Two? Why didn't she... I- I got imprisoned. <laughs> because whoever she'd be spying for would not remember her. Right. She makes her the perfect spy. Nobody's going she to remember her. People. And she was doing... The, the point is she was doing that. Yeah. Until she got caught and she got imprisoned. And but then she, she didn't have any escape. So she had to put on the ring. And 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 then he took <laughs> then her out. try again. I know. She's like, well, that didn't work out. I guess yeah. I'll just give up. He, and he took no, I think he told her it was going to get worse and that she needed to. Like, he, he told her, you can't keep doing I just it. read I it. He didn't say that. that. He just like, took her elsewhere. Okay. And, and I suspect that he controlled the situation. Luke yeah, I think he, he said it was going to get worse back when he was talking well, yes. to leave. In, in and for World War One. he yeah. told her to leave. This is, she, because they're sitting in some coffee shop or something. Yeah. And she says, things are weird here. And he says, well, there's about to be a war. And she says, oh, well, that's not good. And he goes, and it's going to get worse, so you need to leave. And that's when she gets on the, the, the boat. boat she wouldn't so let him help her. That that brings me up to something that I found unusual. Irritating, but shouldn't irritate me. Okay. And I don't know how much it happened other than the one or two situations. And that's putting her into significant historical events. Now, I read it in passing, again... Did she have an affair with Frank Sinatra? No. No. Good lord, no. Okay. <laughs> like I said. No, no, She just got to she witness him. him. But to be fair, she encountered him because Luke took her to encounter him. Okay. Okay. Because Again, that's, I, that's the big thing. That was her performance, right? Yeah. So and that's why the same thing was like. I just saw Sinatra's name and I'm like, okay, why wasn't she on the fucking Titanic well, when, when that, that went down but, and no. she survived that because, no, you know, no, no. they so pulled there her were, body there out of water certain, and she lived. There were certain, <laughs> on my recording, it's just like giant lines. <laughs> there were certain people that Luke took her to witness. Okay. And basically what Luke was telling her is it, every person who was amazing made a deal with him. 
Oh, he's he's the crossroads. Okay, that irritates me even yeah, fucking that, more. That, 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 that he's the crossroads. What's that like? Every you know, artist. he's a crossroads demon. Yeah, only he. But he's a play around with the, Yeah, they the, just call him different things. Yeah. Um, but that's what he's supposed to be. Is is essentially a, a crossroads demon. Mm-hmm. Um, so every major so person it's men with in black. The, it's men in black when they have the big vi- all of the the TV screens and it's all of the stars on there and it's yes. like these are all aliens. It's this. Yeah. But no, I, I think it's just a play on that. That, that legend of you know the crossroads deal that you make and then you have how many every years 10 typically being the case and then you're done yeah, and so you're yeah, no i i get it the only way we can explain amazing people is either if a forgotten woman gives them the ideas or, or <laughs> they make a deal, deal with, with the devil. devil yeah so that kind of Again, why wasn't she just on the fucking Titanic? And and that would have been a much more interesting because way for she her to die and come back to life than freezing in the street. Or, you know. <laughs> well, because Luke wasn't involved in those ideas. It wasn't that she always found. It wasn't that she always found these people. It was sometimes she was brought to them to meet them. Um, I think the only ones that she actually ever found were the ones in France. Those were the the ones that because she was French and so she spent so much time in France I, that she I, met I, like Voltaire I wasn't and stuff. That this should have happened. I was saying that I was expecting it to happen. <laughs> it did not happen. Okay. Um, I also think something that I thought when I got to the end of it is after a, after a certain point in history, Ad, Addie no longer was a person. She was on the cusp of being essentially a god. And I think we get to the end and that's what she gets is she becomes godlike because she's if you look at her and luke and their relationship it's comparable to any deity uh do pairing where they're at odds persephone and hades um eros and psyche i'm trying to think of other non um greek non-greek because i can only think of greek (laughs) at the moment but um i think we got to the end of this and Addie became an unknown deity she's the forgotten the forgotten could be, but we're never going to get another book to find out. I don't. I think that's where we're, we're just supposed to, if we want to take away from that, because she inspired art. She was a forgotten idea, concept. She was making herself available in music and art and writing, and so I, I think she stopped being a person as soon as she gave up her. Well, as soon as she never gave Luke her soul, she stopped being a person. So. Um, did you do you, okay? So then that brings me to the very, very end, mm-hmm. and her and Luke, and her the, the last pages. I, I don't want to like put my presumption on it because what do you guys think of the very ending with her and Luke? I love a good long con, and man, that girl is playing a long <laughs> con. Um, I yeah, I want the second book. I know you absolutely do not want the second book, and there isn't going to be a there second. There isn't book. going to be a second book. I want her to actually turn the pages on him however because of the way the writer writes or and i haven't read anything else she's she's Mm -hmm. written so i can't speak i think she's a good very good writer i don't know that she has the ability to actually play it out to work um well i don't think she has anyone to bear witness to it we've already had the witness tell the story so again you're talking about the book i'm talking about the writer i don't think the writer has the ability to play a long con well for the second half. For 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 Addie to con Luke, I don't think the writer has... Oh, no, I think V.E. Schwab has the ability okay. to. I think it's just not... 
it's not necessary. And and I think I, not, in the setup of is. this style of book would make it harder because she would have to find she would have to create a character or a series of characters to witness that long con. Yeah. Um, and so it may not flow or it would disrupt the intent of this book. But what did you think of that, Sarah, in terms of the long con, con situation? Did you feel like that's what that was going to be? Or did you think they were going to live happily ever after? And just Well, I didn't think they were going to live happily ever after. Um, that's the other reason why I thought you'd love this book is because it's an enemies to lovers kind of situation. Nah, nah. But anyways, if, go ahead. If it is, it's not my kind of way of executing the trope. Um, <laughs> I will admit I was relieved because I was really worried that Adeline was going to sacrifice this like 300 year life just to save some whiny kid who made a bad deal. Like I thought she was going to just like give up her soul entirely and just cease to exist and everything that she'd ever done. It would just became be, pointless. Be, yeah. yeah. Pointless. So yeah. it's like, if this fucking goes this way, this is getting a two star rating or less. Um, fortunately it did not. I wasn't, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole thing about the long con. Cause it's like, well, that's pretty much the only person you've got. So I don't know. I, the whole idea that he can't love, uh, I just, I, I don't know how to even describe the <laughs> thoughts that like I had while reading those parts. Um, I, I don't know. I just I wasn't convinced by Ad, Addie's point of view. I guess. Okay. Um, so you do you think he's capable of love? Do you think he actually in loves human her? Sense that okay. She is trying to compare him to, but it's like she's not even human anymore either. So yeah. At the same time, it's like I don't know if it's really gonna. It would really play out as a really long con, or if at some point she's just gonna get drawn into his orbit. And, like, who knows? Well, I think also the thing to think about is both of these perceptions, whether she is no longer human, that's his view on it. Luke says that Mm -hmm. she's no longer human. Yeah. And then Addie's perception that he can't love, that's her perception of whether he can or can't. So is it her perception, or if we go to the very end where Henry had to really struggle not to input himself, is it possible that it's actually Henry's perception that Luke can't love and that because he, he wanted to get, legitimize his love of Addie? Or in, or he might get he might get Addie back. Yeah. Because he says that he kept wanting to change how it was written and, and change how it sounded, but then he felt like he was not being yeah. true to her. So it makes me wonder if there are certain things that we are seeing or told or done that we have to keep in mind might potentially actually be well, Henry's Well, and that's, I, I think, the, one of the things, and this book does it very, very successfully, is that there's not supposed to be an answer. Yeah. yeah. It, it, we're, the, the reader's supposed to decide how they want these characters to end up, depending on which characters you take to and which pairings you take to. If you liked Addie and Henry, then then... Somehow she manages to trick him, and she tricks him, tricks him, Luke, um, and tricks him quick, and then she gets to go back and have a life with Henry. Yeah. Until Henry dies, and then I guess she just <laughs> keeps on living. Um, so I would say, other than the very last chapter, which isn't in the context of the book, we have potentially an unreliable narrator telling us the story from an unreliable narrator. Yeah, about... Somebody else who is an unreliable narrator. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say Amber's favorite phrase is about to come up, and that, and, but I didn't get there yet because we were talking yeah. about other things. But yeah, I was going to say that everybody in this book is an un- mm-hmm. unreliable 
narrator to include the people who encounter her and then she disappears. Yeah. There's there's no reliability as far but, as but perception memory, in the book. Memory is unreliable. Yes. And I, I think that's like again, this is why every time I read this book think about this book, just the, the complexity of it, is it's it's all talking about memory and perception. And, and that's the aspects of the book that I really like. Yeah. The fact that this is this is a big think read. It's not yeah. a little think read. It's a big think read. It's and not, it's it's something that I can reread again and again, and I'll probably read it again. And I can't. Because <laughs> it's a lot of tell and no show. Yeah. But I find more each time as I'm reading it. So. Yeah. Um, I might go back and read it finish it <laughs> if we ever stop reading because that and that's the big thing i don't have i won't have time to go back to read it well again in that loopy weird timey thingy you you have two weeks before the next book so you can finish it yes but no. the re- book that you've already read you there have to podcasts read podcasts i'm ignoring at this point in order to read this book <laughs> so now the time frame that i have before i have to start the next book is occupied by podcasts the struggle of being a part of a podcast that discusses things and you have to consume those things. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't consume your so podcast of others consuming other things. Yes. <laughs> we are all weavy wavy. Yeah. Weedy Timey whiny. Weavy wavy. I don't know why. <laughs> I like that one. Weavy wavy. We are weavy wavy. Let's apply meaning to that because I don't know what it means. I don't know. I think it's the equivalent to timey whiny. Okay. <laughs> We'll go with that. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, is there any anything... This looks like this can be a slightly shorter episode, which is fine. But is there any, like, other things? Um. Oh, okay. I... Yeah, I looked at my notes. And I... Going back to this whole that she could be a de- deity thing, I loved on 341. Let me... The section that, you know, was not read by Kim. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling she read like page zero to eighty, and then like the last. No, like, no, she got to page pages. one through a hundred, two hundred, oh, and then okay. she went and read like the last fifty pages. Yeah, I got it, I got it halfway through. <laughs> I and mean, you I, honestly probably did yourself a favor. I was kind of feeling like that was coming, and so when Amber's like, "Oh, just jump forward, and just read the end," that way you have an idea of how the ending felt, and I'm like, "I got an excuse." <laughs> okay, but. What I was going to say, what I was like, oh, I wanted to discuss, is so at one point it says, she runs her hand along a half-fallen wall, she being Addie, and thinks of staying, of becoming the witch by the woods, the figment of someone else's dream. And I loved that because I loved the idea that every little, like, mythos that we have is a forgotten person. So every, you know, the stories of witches, of monsters, of, of, you know... Yeah. Every every folktale is just a forgotten person. It's a yeah. forgotten story, and we only have what's left of it. And that she had the chance to consider just making herself nothing more than the forgotten story. The idea that she could have just stayed in our hometown and haunted these people for yeah. years, and she chose not to, but that she could have just become the witch. Yeah. The witch of, I'm going to say it wrong because it's French, but Villon, Villon, Villon. Uh, she could have just been the Witch of Vilan, and that could have just been her story. But instead, she risked oh going places and being things. And she became more than just 
Yeah, I, I think it's um, would have been horrific because she was losing her mind as it was. Well, repeatedly I mean it's, yeah she said in emotion, she, she, she did on occasion because Henry says how did you not lose your mind and she's like oh no I did and she's like but the nice thing is is when you have time and you lose your mind eventually you find it again <laughs> and I'm like yeah I'm kidding you just need time to find your mind <laughs> so yeah no that's I mean it's it's a, it's a, there were a lot of cool thoughts in this there were a lot of cool little phrases and I, I obviously didn't write them down didn't mark them yeah. that were you know that's 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 an interesting perspective, or that's an interesting thought. There was a lot of that. Um, there was also a lot of metaphors and a lot of analogies and a lot of similes, <laughs> a lot of imagery, a lot of imagery, and it was like. And I, when I, what one was it? The 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 sun broke across the sky like the egg yolk or some such thing across the plate. I went, oh God, Sarah's gonna hate this. <laughs> so I got to that line. I don't know if you remember. I just I went, oh God, no. I like imagery sometimes, but uh... no, it was constant. It was so, almost constant in this book. What's uh, funny is it kind of reminds me of the way she described things. And, and, and part of it is influenced by his quote on the back of the book. But His the, quote. Neil Gaiman. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the way she describes things at times very much reminds me of how Gaiman does things. And you were talking about, you know, the sky breaking and egg yolk. Yeah. I don't think too many people would look at the sky and think egg yolk. But then she said it. And now I'm going to look at, I'm going to see it. Yeah. So I always, I liked the fact that she would compare things and I would just be like, I, you know, I hadn't thought to see it that way, but now I can see it that way. So I got to say now, because Neil Gaiman reviewed this and I was excited about it because I really like Gaiman. I'm way more disappointed in it than I had anticipated. He said, for someone to man... Damned to be forgettable, Addie LaRue is the most delightful, unforgettable character, and her story is the most joyous evocation of unlikely immortality. He's accurate. I know. Really? <laughs> his characters. Not from my perspective. His characters are that, and every one of them, not just a few of them, or, or just one. His anyway. It yeah. I mean, I don't think he was inaccurate about describing Addie LaRue here, but okay. That that. You know, the story is about, for being forgettable, she's an unforgettable immortal. Her story is the most joyous evocation of unlikely immortality. I mean, it's probably the only evocation of of unlikely immortality. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Sometimes you guys kill me with your nitpicking. I just didn't have that much emotional reaction. No, I know. I'm just evaluating what he said. Yeah. Anyway, if you hadn't shown me the back of the book and talked about his quote, I would well, not. Well, no, because I was going to say that I, her, this book particularly, it, it reminded me of Gaiman a lot and how he tackles these kinds of topics. His is a lot more showing than telling. Yes, but in <laughs> I terms of the, what that. I was going to say was Gaiman esque is is the the plucking of like those little details. So like you know the idea of what a witch is. You know the the witch the forgotten witch and that would be something that he would just kind of pluck and draw somewhere and I think Schwab did similar things where artwork or moments she managed to kind of pluck what we might know and alter it just slightly but keep it still in its same context yeah but that, that's what I'm saying is that's where it was game and ask is taking something that we can see and relate to and understand and descriptions and just tweaking it enough to make you have to think about it in potentially a slightly different way yeah 
No, you do, you're not feeling that. <laughs> you don't seem like you're feeling. I know Sarah's I, not no, feeling that. No, I <laughs> I agree with what you're saying until you say Gaiman esque, and I think Gaiman is so good at it that this pales strongly in comparison That's to what Gaiman. Gaiman. No, I I think Gaiman esque is too strong. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He is not a god. I <laughs> Others did. can be like him. I didn't say he was a god. I said he has he is a god among men. <laughs> I, I implied I do a game and book <laughs> that he has a particular way of taking mythology mm-hmm. and writing it differently. This is not mythology written differently. This is I don't even know what to say. It's it's um, telling us that mythology can be viewed a different way rather than... The word of this episode is telling. Telling is the word. I'm not ready to cuss out my daughter on a podcast. <laughs> to be fair, I, I was just... So, still edit it out. I know she would. I will. <laughs> I, I'm only because previously we've had aspects of it. Oh no, I know. Yeah. No, no, I know. I was more referencing the fact that we had a previous episode where um, commentary was the yeah. word. So yeah. that's what I was doing. Is I was. Our, I know what our, you our were word doing. This episode is telling because Sarah keeps saying telling too. It's not just you. <laughs> okay, so I think we're good to start wrapping up. So I'll start with Sarah because I don't think Do you have a quote. Uh, I mean, I did have a quote. Okay. Read your quote. Oh. <laughs> All right. Tell us why you liked that quote. So this was Henry, mm-hmm. part of Henry's section, and it was a long quote. Okay. <laughs> if he could have spent his whole life sitting in a lecture hall taking notes, could have drifted from department to department, haunting different studies, soaking up language and history and art, maybe he would have felt full, happy. Um, and so I was just like, oh, I had that same dream when I was in college. So did I. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I really resonated with that, that sentiment right there. And that's the, purely the only reason I put that down there. It's not like I thought it was a beautiful quote or anything, but it was just like... You, you, it, it, it drew you in. Yeah. Okay. Kim. So my quote is from chapter three. Okay. I wrote that down. I wrote down the page number for mine. It was page 283. I was nice. listening at this point. I hadn't switched to reading, so I, I only knew it was chapter three. And it says, And by the time they returned home to Vion, she will already be a different version of herself. A room with the windows all thrown wide, eager to live in fresh air and sunlight, the spring. And that that is representative of the good that this writer does. And, yeah. and she's very good at writing things that um, express what the character is feeling as they move forward. Yeah. And then she way overdoes it. <laughs> she way overdoes it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so this is this is my quote. It's a little bit longer, so I actually pulled up the full section of it. Um, and he, in this regard, is talking about Luke. So she is Addie, but he is Luke. 
Or perhaps he saw only what he expected, a woman's anger and her need, her fear and hope and lust, all the simpler, more transparent things. But he never learned to read her cunning or her cleverness, never learned to read the nuances of her actions, the subtle rhythm of her speech. And as she looks at him, she thinks of all the things her eyes would say. And I'm sorry, as a woman, I related to that yes. so much. I actually remember that from, <laughs> from reading it. That was page 441 for anyone curious um, in the American edition. But yeah, I like... She's she's a brilliant writer. She, yeah. She describes things really, really well. But yeah, I, I could relate to that so much. I could think of so many times where a man has talked to me and anticipated what he thinks is going to get from me and just completely misses the seething anger in my eyes. <laughs> yep. And then tells you to calm down. down. <laughs> don't get too emotional. Yeah. We, we don't need an emotional reaction here. Yeah. Maybe if you so. stop being an asshole, I'll stop being emotional. <laughs> Maybe if you realize that emotion is your death, <laughs> you would stop telling me to say be less emotional. Okay, so Kim, how exciting did you find this book? As you have now closed your journal, I didn't mark this, but how exciting did I find it? I didn't find it exciting at all. I would give it a negative two. Go over to this side. Negative two. Or what so, like oh, a just two, a two. Zero, a two. Uh, yeah, well, no, three is zero. So three two. Zero. One, two, three, four, five. Three being neutral. Oh, God. A two. Oh, my God. I know. God. It confuses me, too, sometimes. Can we just make this zero and that negative no, two? Zero? No, no. Oh. That's not how okay. that works. I gave it a one. A maybe? one. Okay. So yeah, it, there is oh, no constantly. action in this book. You do not find it exciting at no. all. There's nothing exciting about it. No. It's okay. not exciting. No. And you, you hated the lack of excitement. It wasn't even neutral neutrality on yes. the lack of excitement okay i mean, I mean yes I, well that would be I, that would be that would be the one is this would be like okay well i wasn't ready to like burn the fucking book but no i did not find it even remotely exciting, exciting. okay not even a little bit okay sarah did you find i give it a two okay so you found it slightly more exciting but only in the sense that like how i mentioned before it's like you kind of get engaged in it and it feels, it feels like, like it's gonna get exciting it just never actually crosses the threshold into okay. excitement so it was like i definitely did not think it was exciting just that it had the potential to be and that it was never actually lived up to that potential. okay well on the flip side i gave it a four for the exciting because i enjoyed the unraveling of everything i liked tripping through the the discoveries and like seeing where it would go and kind of weaving through it but you know I'm crazy, I guess. No, Me and the not. rest of the world. No, no you're not. It's... <laughs> okay, so ease of reading, Sarah. How Maybe easy? A, zero. A, a three. A three. Neutral. Yeah. So it wasn't hard, but it wasn't Yeah, easy. it wasn't hard. It just... It... I think the thing I had the problem with was the fact that it kept going back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kept slowing you down. Because if it hadn't done that, it would have been a lot easier to read through. Okay. Um, but yeah, otherwise... Okay. Neutral. Kim. Um, I, because I'm thinking about it now, mm-hmm. and I'm not thinking about it from my perspective, but from a reader's perspective, and I would give this to two, I think this would be difficult for some readers. I think that um, the subtlety between the characters and all mm-hmm. that would become confusing for some readers. I, I, I don't think this is intended to be an easy read. So okay. I give it two, but that's not a... It's not a 
necessarily a bad thing. Some yeah. books aren't meant to be easy to read. They're not yeah. meant to fly through. They're meant to be difficult. You're meant to engage and think um, when you don't want to. Yeah. I gave it I gave it a three. I was neutral on it. I didn't think it was particularly hard, but I didn't think it was particularly easy. Um, it's definitely something I think it depends on what kind of stuff you like and how willing you want to invest in the book as to terms of how easy it is. And then, Sarah, what was your emotional reaction? It's a three. Three, neutral, neutral, just neutral. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I didn't hate it, but my emotions would have probably ranged from just disinterest, boredom, and then, like, verging on annoyance as it continued to follow the format I did not like and repeat itself with Henry. Um, I mean, I only had one moment where I actually, like, felt emotional. Mm-hmm. And that was the scene where they're, like, I think it was the art installation mm-hmm. where she, like, he puts her, she puts her hands on, on his, his or whatever. Yeah. And she's finally able, after, like, 300 years, to, like, leave a mark that doesn't just disappear. So I thought that particular scene was, like, you know. I loved mm-hmm. that scene. Yeah. But I then... wanted to explore that art installation, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I, like, I wanted to experience that experience with them so badly and I enjoyed like what limited we got of it but I, I like I wanted to go find that art st- installation and instantly do it um mm-hmm. I thought she described that really well <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean like I said that was the one time that I had an emotional reaction at all to the book so yeah, it was a good scene there um but yeah that's by the end of it it was mostly just relief that I was <laughs> out of there <laughs> okay and did you have an emotional reaction gauge to it see <laughs> I had an emotional gauge, and then you guys talked about a scene that was both emotional for both of you, and I remember the scene. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, I'm thinking I did not have an emotional reaction to this one. However, I did skip half of it and jump to the end. Um, so, we'll, we'll caveat, we'll put a little asterisk to next to like that part to possibly have an emotional reaction yeah, at the end. Yeah. So, if you kind of skip all that, it's just like... Oh, okay. I guess yeah. that's how it ended. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will. I, will I feel like, well, you started this episode and, and, and Kim was like, oh, you know, I really liked it. And it, it's just like, but then nose diving. Nose diving. But doesn't this happen with every. No, book? no, no. They're not always. Not always. No. Uh, like, from Blood and Ash, like, somehow you guys seem to enjoy it more the more you talked about it. Um. And I love Project Hail Mary from the beginning yeah, to the end yeah. and, and would read it again right now if I could. Yeah. But I don't have time. So for anyone wondering, imagine trying to pick a book for three different <laughs> types of readers and however hard you think it is, yes. Yes. <laughs> and then multiply that <laughs> by a hundred. I really loved? You liked From Blood and Ash. I mean, I um, liked it. I enjoyed it. No, 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 you enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, um, but no, Red, I mean, white, and royal blue. Oh, yeah, but I already liked that one coming into it. Yeah. Right. There was something. But no, anything I that... I like, one that I hadn't read before. No, that, that you from liked? Red, no, no, from from Blood and Ash you liked. I, I was just listening to it yeah, earlier. No, no, you yes. liked I it. Yes, it. I did, yes. but yes. it wasn't like... Well, you liked it enough the, that we're moving on in the series. We've That's done true. the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. oh have we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All three of them. I am not. Super great. The no, 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 don't make assumptions about it, because now... <laughs> yeah, the next two podcasts will just be like, I don't know if I like this anymore. And then, and then I'll jump to this. and it's <laughs> fucking terrible. And then this podcast. Oh, okay, so I haven't read them yet. You said we've read them. <laughs> I'm so confused. 
Oh Lord, because this is taking place after we finish the podcast. We're recording out of con- order. Yeah, yeah, this is going to work. This is why people enjoy our craziness. We had read and already talked about all of these books. I'm like, I think that's what I'm reading next. I was very confused. I'm going to leave this in so people have context. And it's going to be so weird. And I apologize. Just know that due to library availability, we had to jump around on books. And so, yeah. Um,. Back to emotional reactions. And the banging is a dog wagging its tail against the door because Martin just came home and they... I don't know if they'll hear the banging. I was seeing the oh. green move. So. Anyways, um, my emotional reaction to this is I gave it a five. I had an emotional reaction to it. I cried. I, like... Like, I had emotions that these two did not. <laughs> We are are talking about me and Sarah, though. I know. It's hard to bring emotions out of me. From my perspective, I'm a sociopathic monster that doesn't acknowledge that other people I mean, if we did life after life, but we wouldn't because that would be terrible. Oh, I'd have an emotional reaction and that would not be good. And we've determined that when I hate a book, the podcast episodes... go hard <laughs> when you hate the books the podcast episodes go hard but no i enjoyed this i cried i can see why it was like it's incredibly popular on tiktok i can see why uh people love it so much why you know it was it was on the bestseller list for 37 weeks straight no oh, nice so I and I can see that i can look at this book and i can see what people are like you need to read it because i think it's something that you whether you like it or not, it's one of those reads you should experience at least once. What? No, you don't. Are you laughing or just something smells? No, no. No, she's laughing. <laughs> I had, she's holding back a comment. I, I had a deja vu moment of when we're at the end of the book and Addie is in the bookstore and the guy comes up and says, I want a copy of Addie LaRue. And you were talking about how people should read it and it just... it triggered all of that and so it's <laughs> oh, okay a scene but, within the but book yeah, that i i feel like this is life. this is one of those books even if you're indifferent to it you should read it at least once even to say even if it's just to say yes i read it and i had that experience and it meant nothing to me but in case you might have an experience well yes sarah no, I was like, oh, oh you, me. yes, yes, that's, that's you. Um, but then, but it's something that you potentially could have an experience. And even you, you still found something in it that you could relate to. And I think anyone reading this will find a line to relate to. Yes. I suspect this will be taught in AP level English. In, Probably. In school. Yes, I, I could see this being something that yeah, becomes there's, a there's literary a, work that yes, there's withstands a lot time. in there that can be evaluated on a literary level. So and I, it helps that it's it set in 2014 at the latest. It, it yeah. already, it, it encompasses a sense of time. At the latest? Yeah, the like latest. 17, No, the, the most the recent, latest. The, the, the latest in time it goes is 2014. Was, the earliest in time was, it goes wait, 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 is the 1700s. I think it jumps to 2015 because after the book is published, it's in 2015. Okay, 2015 then. <laughs> when you because he, he writes We're the whole book in like six months. <laughs> We're playing with you. Yeah, y'all are driving me nuts. Yeah. Is that not our job on these podcasts? Apparently it is. <laughs> See how quickly Amberly slips into insanity should be the name of the podcast. So how many episodes will we get? <laughs> well, I think we've gone to about three over four and she lost. 
<laughs> yeah, but she found it again, so it's like yeah. this is like driving her towards permanent insanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is at you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alrighty, general rating, Sarah, for you for this book. I gave it a three point five. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Are you doubting that? <laughs> I mean, it's like I was torn between three and three point five, but I did feel like the quality of writing, even though I didn't particularly like it. Warranted the higher star rating, so yeah, I guess I'll stay with three point five. Okay. Four. Four. Yeah. Even though you've been bashing. Let's remember me. You skipped all the boring parts. I did. <laughs> Let's remember me and the fact that I love to evaluate things. True. So True. this isn't meant to be me bashing <laughs> I shit. Just, this is meant to teasing. be me evaluating <laughs> what I've read. Teasing. What I've read. I fully admitted from okay, minute yes. one that I did not read the whole You're thing. You're giving like 250 pages of four stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I gave it a five star <laughs> rating because it made me cry. <laughs> if you can make me cry and it not be like angry cry, like dear oh. Lord, like life after life made me cry, but like, because <laughs> I couldn't get it to stop. Um, if you can have, if you can give me an emotional reaction and you get me to cry, you get a five star. Um, that, that, that's like an automatic. If you elicit that kind of emotion, then you deserve a five star. And this was a five star read for me. Do either of you have any book recommendations? No. Not even Life After Life? No. You don't want to be like, if you want something better think, than this, then you should read Life After Life? Really? That's not going to come from your mouth? I don't think they're that similar, quite okay. frankly. And I mean, you could read Life After Life. It's pretty different. Um, I do think it's better. <laughs> if you've already read Life After Life. Well, why would I tell you not to read this book? Like, I was going to say, if you've read Life After Life already. <laughs> Don't read this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're here at this podcast, so I assume you've already read it. And if you haven't, you've already been spoiled on everything, so whatevs. Um, <laughs> I do think, though, that I, I did prefer Life After Life a lot more. I thought it had more depth and emotion. What about other V. Schwab books? I don't remember them that well. Okay. Um, and again, I read Vicious and a sequel that I can't remember the name of. Okay. Um, I did like them. I remember liking them, but I think they were more action-driven. Okay. Because they were like about almost like superhero stories. Um, okay. Have you read them? I think I've started the first one and haven't had the time to no. actually get through it. It was like I did my little mood read check where I read like the first two to three chapters to see if it's what I'm in the mood for. And then I pause if I don't yeah. feel like I'm in the mood for it and know that I'll come back. But weirdly enough, start where I stopped because why not? Why would I reread the same thing to mood check it? <laughs> um, I have read This Savage Song and I liked, I really liked This Savage Song, which is why I was willing to read this one. Um, that's the one, I think you've read that one um, with the violin yeah. and the monsters. So... I don't remember that one at all, but I do have a vague recollection <laughs> okay. of reading it and possibly even enjoying it. Yeah, and there was a sequel, but I can't remember it. it. But I can't yeah. remember if I've read the sequel is what I meant. Um, I think I haven't because I think at the time I couldn't afford the sequel and I didn't get the sequel and now I'm not sure. So, okay, so you don't necessarily, you, you don't recommend anything. You have no book recommendations. I, I can't think of anything that would be around the same level. Um, okay. Yeah. None. Yeah. None. None. So I have one book recommendation. If you like this, I actually recommend reading Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman um, because it is similar, but it's from a male perspective and it is talking about like the forgotten side of London. Um, it's a bit more fantastical because it's, it's Gaiman. Um, 
and yeah, I just loved it. Or I also recommend if you aren't sure you want to read the book, getting the audiobook for it, because I believe James McAvoy is the main character in the audiobook narration, and I love it. So <laughs> I've both read it and listened to the audio narration because it's a cast of characters and it was fun. Um, next time we will be discussing... What will we be discussing? You were make that comment. So the next episode is going to be our second bonus Halloween episode, which is The Luminous Dead by Caitlin Starling. Um, and y'all get to hear how much I hate Kate's. And What's we'll our see- first bonus? It already happened. Oh. And it was well, the graveyard apartment. Oh, yes, 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 what order everything was going in. But yeah, so the next episode will be the bonus episode, Halloween episode, The Luminous Dead, um, which I believe is a science fiction, if I am remembering. I believe you are correct. Remembering correctly. Yeah, science fiction horror. It takes place in space on caves and... Can I tell you I'm really excited for this one (laughs) because I'm going to enjoy watching you twitch. (laughs) Are you going to watch her while she's reading the book? (laughs) No, talking about oh, it will okay. be enough to but, make but, her lose well, her Well, we assume, strike. assuming that, you know, it actually oh. triggers what it's supposed to trigger. Because, yes, I made my Halloween pick something that would traumatize me because I'm a glutton. Otherwise, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.